this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Welcome to another step closer to episode 100 of So Do We Still Like This. It's 9.15, the Saturday night before this goes live. This is supposed to go live in 12 hours. We'll see if it did. Um, <laughs> wife is here. Hi. Uh, thank you for stepping in. today. Uh, tomorrow's episode was originally supposed to be the thrilling conclusion I say that sarcastically, but I, I actually do mean it, of our, uh, what's been a very fun quest through all the Die Hard movies with Jordan and Wads. We are going to wrap that up, and that was going to be this week, but we're doing two movies, so people needed a little bit more time to check them out. So that has been pushed, so look forward to that presumably next week. So this one was just kind of a happy accident, because what <laughs> two movies did we happen to just watch? Legally Blonde. Yes. Legally Blonde 1 and 2. I put the first one on as a movie for you to fall asleep <laughs> to. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> only to discover that you fought sleep tooth and nail till almost <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning so you could watch Legally Blonde. Well, you didn't bother to ask me if I liked it. And I liked it no, a you, lot. You mm. made it clear that you did up front. You're like, oh, I like this movie. I was like, yeah, I figured this will be good background noise to doze off to. Sure. But you were like, oh, I gotta make sure that what I think happens still happens this time. <laughs> I hope Elle Woods still wins the case and on this watch. And seen it in a while. I had not either. Uh, I had not seen... So Legally Blonde, I believe, was what, 2000? I oh, should, again, I, I, should always, I should always know these things. Yeah, um, I just know I went to the theater and I still lived with my parents. So yeah. maybe around that time seems good. I'm thinking based on the people I originally watched this movie with, it was probably around the year 2000. 2001. Yeah, that makes sense. So I remember thinking it was okay. My main memory of this, and maybe I've never told this on the podcast before, is my first DVD player ever, which for 10,000 points, how did I finance it? You sold something. Yes, I sold. <laughs> I, I sold my mint condition copy of Mega Man Five right. for the Game Boy, and I bought my first DVD player with Mission Impossible Two, Me Myself and Irene, and the Nutty Professor Two colon the Clumps. Oh dear, those what were my that? first three DVDs. Bad, bad, bad. What? Nutty good, Professor. Good, really? good. Muh is more like it. <laughs> Or maybe good, goodish, meh. Well, you know what? No, the more I think about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The important thing is, I had this weird ability to hook the DVD player into the VCR and I could record the DVDs onto a VHS tape. So my brother would buy DVDs, give them to me, purely to tape them onto a VHS with the bonus features and be like, okay, here's this one, here's this one. So I ended up with a lot of DVDs in the early days of movies that maybe I wouldn't have bought otherwise, including... Legally Blonde. So I ended up seeing this movie and all the bonus features. <laughs> so I've seen, I think this will be my third watch. Which is sad. You should really see that movie more than three times. That's 
Nope. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you can... It deserves that. I don't think you can follow that sad with <laughs> that you haven't seen Legally Blonde enough. <laughs> I feel like three times is more than enough to get the subtle Ew. nuances of 2001 Reese Witherspoon classic. He says with quotes, which I do a lot around these parts. All right, let's set it up. Reese Witherspoon, L. Woods. Mm-hmm. She is the president of her sorority, yes. Delta Nu. Yes, which comes more into play in the second movie, which is almost mm. the main reason I wanted to do this episode. And it starts off as the perfect day for her, yeah. oh, so she thinks. That, oh, nice Rob Schneider trailer <laughs> voice. Elle Woods was just your typical sorority girl. <laughs> Until one day. Yeah, it does open with that perfect day song, which was in both of our heads for about three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of goes the clueless route of here's your stereotypical blonde sorority sister, but oh, she ain't no dum dum. Yep. She she's you know she's no fool. She's just California ish. Yeah, she's you know super, and they establish this very quickly that you know oh she's no she's no ditz by I don't know she like scolds a retail worker at a clothes store who tries oh, to yeah, put yeah. one over on her. I don't know enough about it to see she's like just. You should buy this. Well, I know that's not gonna. She's she knows what clothes, which will be yeah. coming very important later. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend, who has a stereotypical douche boyfriend name, I don't remember. Cameron. Oh my gosh! I should know this. Maverick. Does he give her good luck, L and Trent? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Anyway, they Warner. Been... Warner, right? Yeah, classic rich guy douche name. Yeah, they go out for a while. They have been going out for a while, and she thinks he's going to propose that night, and so does so do all her friends, so everybody's excited. But guess what? Does he propose, Sean? No, because his name's no. Warner, and he has nothing no. good to contribute to society, and just like I imagine everyone named Warner, except the Warner brothers and their Warner sister, Dot. <sighs> In fact, he dumps her. Yes, fairly coldly. Because he's going off to Harvard, and you know he can't be seen with. Yeah. Because what she's going to she's going to do fashion, like she's going well, to major is, in fashion. She is majoring in fashion. Yeah. Like he's going to a graduate school. He's going to Harvard Law. Yeah, and he can't be seen with the likes of her going forward. It's just not good enough. So she decides, all right, if I, that's what it means to be the girl of Warner's dreams, I'll also go to Harvard Law, and she gets in. Through a balance of, it definitely makes it seem like the Harvard higher-ups, which is a room of stodgy old rich white dudes, let her in because she's pretty. But they justify it by also saying, like, she aced the LSATs and all of the academic stuff. But it definitely, because her, you know, her admission video is not good. No, no, it's not good. But it def and so it makes it because she's in a bikini for most of it, so it seems like they're like, oh, we could use some of that around. Look, because yeah. like, their mouths are, uh, you know, gaping open, like look pretty, look at boobs, look at pretty yeah. girl. But then they justified at the end by saying she did get a one seventy nine on her LSATs, mm-hmm. and so she gets into Harvard. Well, yeah, and like she has a four point I mean, granted, her major is fashion something i don't know remember. yeah i don't remember but yeah she's they they say right away that she's smart but yeah she she wouldn't fit in but they're happy about that because they need new blood at yeah. harvard and 
so they're happy to get her and she goes to harvard with all her stuff and everybody is automatically kind of mean yeah like let me ask you a question is all these stodgy harvard motherfuckers ready for elle woods yeah because no no they are not not she's here just like kevin bacon and footloose she's here to shake things up yeah and if the man doesn't like it step aside yeah, she doesn't quite fit in, unfortunately. But she's really nice about it. Everybody's super mean. Yeah, it makes all nice. the Harvard people seem like just yeah, so awful people. Up. Like, right from the get-go, they're after her because, you know, well, I guess that's the whole point of the movie is they they judge her by appearance. first appearance yeah. and impressions. Like, there's the one girl who... Is a, I forget her name. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. No, Veronica? Victoria? Vic- oh, my God. Yeah. No, oh, well, you're thinking of the, the Selma Blair character, the Kensington. Oh, yeah. She also has a rich, douchey rich name. Well, who I'll are look you it thinking of? There's the girl who makes all the assumptions. The oh, lesbian, the lesbian girl. Yeah. And I actually am just realizing that they never actually make amends. No. They're still just kind of uh, Vivian wait. is her douchey rich name. Warner and Vivian right invite cordially invite you to their boring ass rich person wedding yes so Warner turns out is engaged all of a sudden to his old high school sweetheart or something yeah to I haven't seen in a movie in a while Selma Blair yeah this is peak Selma Blair era I think and she does not like Elwood's the ex-girlfriend because well Elle is clearly hot um, and Warner is, you know, like, oh yeah, she's pretty, but no, 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 I'm with you. I love you. We're going to get married. But of course, Vivian is still kind of threatened and she's really, really mean. Yes. So they're at odds because they're fighting over Warner. And then there's, there's a big murder case and they get to, cause their professor lets, there's like intern spots and they let a bunch of students participate in a murder case yeah but uh, it's so big that they're letting first years help out yeah and similar to some this being peak selma blair era we get another uh, ali larder appearance because we just did final destination a few weeks ago and she appeared in peak ali larder era as well who's ali larder she's the brook or whoever is on trial oh i see okay yeah she's on trial for murder because they think she killed her husband but Elle, you know, Elle took some classes with her, so she knows, you know, she, oh, oh, and she's, she's no she's murderer. She's a former Delta New. She's also a former Delta New, and a former Delta New would never murder anyone. No, never. But it turns out she did, and that's the end of the movie. No, it's... No. Yep. No. Elle's whole world is shaken. Everything I've believed in is wrong. Well, no, Perfect the courtroom day. scenes are the best. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, she's falling in love with the lesser Wilson brother, Luke. Or is Owen the lesser Wilson brother? I think it's Owen, isn't it? I don't know. Wait, are you asking me if this is Owen or Luke in the movie? No, I know this is Luke Wilson. I don't know. Who's your favorite Wilson brother? I like Luke better. I don't know. Owen's pretty good, too. I like them both. I can't. Don't make me choose. (laughs) Don't make me choose. Don't make me Sophie's choice of the Wilson brothers. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Luke's there as bland love interest (laughs) who has no real discernible qualities other than to be bland love interest for elwoods what did we just see with him in it as well legally blonde too no i mean oh charlie's angels full throttle 
Oh, crap, you're right. Yeah, we yeah. haven't finished that yet. Uh, it okay. won't get an episode. It's super dumb. Anyway, um, okay. Yeah, so there, he, he's there, too. And, you know, halfway through the murder trial, the teacher reveals, oh, you're only here because I want to get down. I want to get go down to Bone Town with you. And she leaves. And Vivian, you know... Is, uh, thinks that, you know, oh, yeah, she only she's only here to par- part yeah. of it. Yeah. So Classic she Three's company situation. Elle of, is using the situation yeah. when, in fact, Elle is, like, disgusted by the situation and she quits. Oh, and they'd started to bond at that point, Vivian and Elle, because she overhears Warner be a jerk to Elle. In the, like, they're in the deliberation room or whatever you call it. Yeah. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. They're becoming friends. Professor hits on Elle, she leaves, Luke Wilson talks her into coming back? Yes, but, but, what's the twist? Into coming back how? Well, the twist is that at that point, Brooke, Allie Larder, has fired the jerk professor because he's not, he's not given it his all. Yeah, he is he's not already representing a, her well. No, he is presumed that she is guilty and is just going through the motions. He has no interest in 12 angry menning this situation and figuring out the truth. He just concludes she did it. It's airtight. Whatever. So she fires whatever that guy's name is and brings in L. Woods and then L. Woods rolls into that courtroom and it's a big deal and then it takes about two seconds wait, for the... Wait, wait, wait. Because she's a first year. Why is she a lawyer, Sean? Um, I remember Luke Wilson saying that he's willing to be her licensed or like whatever attorney that will, yeah, that will oversee it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Basically that. I don't know. Is that a thing? I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know the legal <laughs> accuracies of Legally Blonde. I assume they're minimal. Just like I assume the sequel's <laughs> view of Washington is... Two percent accurate. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So L lawyers exist. Lawyer. I know that's true. Yeah. And there are courtrooms, so it got that right. And guilty verdicts, and counselors, and witnesses. So let's say fifteen to twenty percent accurate. Um. Oh, and the daughter of the. Oh yeah, the whole murder trial is they think Brooke killed her husband, and the daughter is played by. I assume pretty early in her career, Linda Cardellini, a.k.a. Hawkeye's wife, a.k.a. Velma in the live-action Scooby-Dooses. I think she'd already done one Scooby-Doos at that point. Not Dose Scooby-Doos. Scooby-Doses. Yeah, they found her standing over her husband's dead body and went, well, that's a, you know, I guess that's that. Yeah. And, And by the way, she hates Brooke. Yeah, because her dad married Brooke, and Brooke is basically the same age as the daughter, which is icky. Yeah, it is. Admittedly. Perhaps not murder-worthy, but icky. Yeah. Oh, also there's the bend and snap. That's a stupid scene, but... um, You're backing up. Yeah, well, we forgot about the bend and snap. People are listening are like, he didn't talk about the bend and snap, so now we did. Um, So, Elm... You know, it's a big entrance, like, here's Elle, and she's a lawyer, and this is going to go great. And then we realize about two seconds into her, not interrogation, her... The, no, I don't know. Not don't interview. Know. Whatever. Questioning the witness <laughs> that Elle has walked into this courtroom with no plan. No, yes. She doesn't she, know what she's doing, really. She is not prepared in the slightest. So she just gets into this 
stuck in this pattern of constantly asking Linda Cardellini, so you were in the shower and you heard a gunshot. You heard it when you were in the shower. And then Linda Cardellini lets it slip that she was washing her hair and that earlier that day she had gotten a perm. And so here's the big triumphant moment when Elle Woods brings out all of that beauty knowledge she has and says, well, you can't wash your hair when you get a perm. For 24 hours. Everybody knows that. That's right. Everybody knows Yes, she drops the name of the chemical that is in the perm that makes it so you can't get it wet. But I have known you don't get a perm wet since my sister used to get perms when I was seven. Did you really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My sister used to get perms and she would like, I can't get it wet. Oh, well, see, I didn't know. And there's all kinds of movies also from the 80s where people who get perms are freaking out if it rains. And they're like, ah, I just got a perm. I can't really? Yeah. I, I did not know. See, this was a big deal. So like, what I, yeah. I did not know So that. what I'm saying to you that. is seven-year-old me also could have gotten broke off of murder charges. <laughs> because I also could have fallen ass backwards into a murder confession, just like Elle Woods. So Linda Carnalini confesses because she's like, you liar, you lying liar. And she goes, ah, I shot him because I thought I was shooting you. And they're like, well, that's, I guess that's that. And they're leaving and Brooke's like, she's a genius. And I'm like, no, she's not. She got so lucky. If Linda Carnalini had just fallen back on, yes, I was in the shower and I heard a gunshot and never let anything slip, Brooke would be in jail for the rest of her life. But, Sitting there going, why? Why did I not just retain the other dude? But we do know that Elle is in fact smart because she graduates. Graduates. It shows her graduating as, I think, top of her class. She, isn't yeah, she the she valedictorian? Gra- I think so. She's giving the speech at the end and yeah. she's graduated with honors. And it's like, so oh. And, this wasn't like a fluke or anything. No, she's it's established good. that she's smart for sure. I'm just saying this was not a particularly good showcase for the movie to show us how good of a lawyer she is. Yeah. Well, but still it was entertaining. Like she got, she got super lucky. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I think Reese Witherspoon is super good in it. It's a very bubbly movie. It can be a lot to deal with at times, especially the Delta New stuff. If you're oh, not a fan yes. of squealing sorority sisters. There's a lot of squealing. The bend and snap scene. I don't know what. The bend and snap's kind of dumb. It goes on for a while, too. And I don't know what the movie was thinking because they bend and snap for like two and a half minutes. Does anybody do the bend and snap? In real Is that life? A thing? Yeah. In real life. I would imagine some people tried. Does, I don't know. Like, the whole idea the is... The hands at the ends are kind of dumb. The whole idea is that you can get men by dropping something, bending it, bending over to pick it up, and then snapping back up. But the hands. Yeah, like, and then you like do this little, like, I surrender hand gesture at the end. But your hands are, like, flopped down. It's all dumb. Yeah. It looks stupid at the yeah, end. Yeah. I would imagine, as a man... I can say with some authority that no. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you bend, there's your butt, and that's cool. But... Yeah, but the snap part, <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, that's Legally Blonde 1. Um, I also I wanted to mention, because I looked up the director while we were watching it, and there was, there was something that stood out. It's a different director for Legally Blonde 2003's Legally Blonde 2. Um, I feel like he directed something. Oh, no. I think it was just that he's directed a lot of bad movies. After Legally Blonde, he did win a date with Tad Hamilton. Isn't it Todd Hamilton? No, it is Tad. Definitely Tad. I thought it was Todd Hamilton. Um, 
I, I want to do an episode on that just because it would be the... De- do you think somewhere in the world right now someone is watching Win a Date with Tad Hamilton? Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah. Someone somewhere, as we say these words, is watching Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I know it used to be because I, I scrolled through it a couple of times. I was going to watch it. If anyone listening to this at 9.30 p.m. on June 13th was or knows someone who was watching Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, please let me know. Yeah, he also did The Ugly Truth and Killers, uh, both awful Katherine Heigl movies. So that's interesting. Anyway, that brings us to 2003's Legally Blonde 2, because Legally Blonde made money. So you gotta make another one. How are you gonna make another one? She's already a lawyer. She can't become a lawyer again. Wait, we're talking about Legally Blonde 2 as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, strap in. <laughs> okay, that... okay. Well, I have to say out right, right now, I like the first one. The second one, eh. I think this was my first viewing. So we're breaking the rules. Wait, this was your first viewing of I Legally Blonde I don't think Blonde I've too? ever seen Legally Blonde <gasps> 2. I would have remembered this. Okay. Um, I hope you paid attention, because didn't we fall asleep to it? Rightfully so, yes. It took <laughs> us a f- three nights, I think, to get through this one. You did not fight sleep no, to stay awake for I Legally Blonde 2. <laughs> so you're a highly paid Hollywood writer, and it's your job to come up with the sequel to Legally Blonde. Okay, she became a lawyer at the, at the end of the first movie, presumably. The second one could be she's going for partner, or she, you know... She's not ready for a promotion, or it's a big... You know, there's stories that you can do. Here's what they did instead. <laughs> yeah. Elle and Luke Wilson... Are gonna get married. Yes, I can't think of his character's name. I never can. I know, I That's forgot. the whole podcast thing. I can't change that now. We're almost 100 episodes deep. I can't start learning character names. Are engaged. And her dog, Bruiser, who we didn't talk about in the first movie, because he's not really important in the first movie he's He's her little chihuahua chihuahua that she carries around in her purse and apparently according to the bonus features of legally blonde 2 which yes i watched for this episode for insights i have no insight other than oh my god this movie was so fun it was so much fun to make oh my god this scene was so funny ah i don't remember this were we there that day so there's your hot legally blonde 2 tidbits um she wants to invite bruiser that's the dog uh his family I think she's his family, and then it gets really focused on the mom. So she hires a private investigator to find Bruiser's mom because he was a stray that she found. The private investigator does this. The movie smartly doesn't even bother to ex- try to explain how he pulled that <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, and Bruiser's mom is in a lab that's doing testing, like makeup testing on animals. I don't know if they specify it's makeup, but testing on animals. Yeah, I think they do specify it's makeup. Yeah, okay. So she, you know, Elle's not going to stand for that. So she's got to get Bruiser's mom free so this dog can go to her wedding in a few weeks. So to do this, she needs to pass a bill into a law just like the Schoolhouse Rock song. This whole movie, and they do actually play that song, is essentially a feature length, I'm just a bill up on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm hoping... Someone, what is it? Well, Makes me a lot. I'm just a bill up on Capitol Hill, and I'm going in for the kill? No, because he talks about ratify me. Wait, are we But no, I'm thinking thing? of the Simpsons. 
parody of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Flag me too. Burning. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a lot of flag burners who have got too much freedom, so we need permission for police to beat them. Yeah, I don't remember the actual Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> one. Uh, so she goes to Washington to pass a bill that will free yeah. Bruiser's mom. I mean, it's an it's more of a wide stop animal testing, exactly. But it becomes Bruiser's bill, and yeah, it's just this. No, it's Sean. It's just what it's called. It's a little nickname. Well, no, it's to stop animal testing. That's yeah. the whole thing. No, I know it's to stop animal testing, but the whole like fight the face of the bill is this dog that she wants free. Yeah, okay. To go to her wedding. Yes. And so she shows up in Washington, and then someone just took the script from the first movie and changed some nouns and character names, and we get the first movie again, where there's an uptight professional woman who does not like Elle Wood's out-of-the-box you know, ways and thinking, but don't worry, she's going to start to win everyone over, and she'll win that main person over when they overhear a bad conversation when it turns out that their mentor character, once again, this time played by Sally Field as a governor, maybe doesn't have Elle's best intentions in mind. Hmm. All of the same twists, and then, oh my god, so Bob Newhart, poor Bob Newhart, is he's like the bellhop? What do you call that? Doorman? Yes, doorman. In the hotel she's staying in? Yes. And they become friends. And at one point, oh my god, you're gonna love this. It's hilarious. Do you remember when peak comedy in the year two thousand three was for old white people to say rap things? I do not actually. So it totally was, and oh my god, it was the funniest. So in this, he says shizzle my nizzle but he's bob newhart bob newhart shouldn't be saying that do you get you see yeah do you see why that's funny okay let me explain so snoop dog he's a rapper (laughs) he used to say things like shizzle he might still i haven't been keeping up with snoop dog (laughs) other than when he was snoop lion but those words coming out of a confused old white person well, why would... I mean, that's crazy. That's pretty and then, insane. So already, I know you're laughing. On the inside. Oh, on the outside, too. I was there. Not only does the movie kind of leave a little pause because they assume you're going to be laughing so hard, it follows the peak comedy of old white dude saying shizzle with the second peak comedy of a dog reaction shot, of a dog looking at that and going, hmm? And cocking his head and making a noise a dog doesn't actually make in real life. So you're already like, oh my god. This is the funniest scene anyone's ever made. And then I was listening to the commentary and the it's three of the actors. And they spend the first half of the movie anticipating when Bob Newhart raps. Oh, he's going to rap. It's gonna. He's going to... No, he doesn't. He doesn't rap. By definition, he doesn't rap. So, yeah. That's the kind of stuff we were dealing with in 2003 as a society. And as much as 2020 sucks right now, at least we've moved past that. There's a bright spot. Yeah, I did not go to the theater to see Legally Blonde 2. Apparently a lot of people did, because it did made a lot of money. Um, oh, something else important to note. So the whole movie is centered around them getting signatures. They need 216 signatures 
to pass a bill to get into the law or to get it to i don't know i'm not a politician i think i fell asleep around that part so it also makes it seem as though c-span is running a 24 7 text update on how many signatures they've gotten (laughs) because anytime they need to know they flip on c-span and it's just ticking the number up as though there's nothing better to broadcast yeah um there is indeed in case you were worried a coordinated dance sequence oh yeah yeah where her sorority sisters show up and that's awful and in front of all of these old senators they bust out this choreographed dance to i think a snoop dog song and they're all into that so that's too bad and then at the end She's supposed to give this big speech to Congress or whatever. Again, I'm not a politician. Were you awake for her speech? I don't think so. (laughs) So her speech amounts to everyone has a voice and you should use it. But wrapped in this analogy about how she was really excited to go to this exclusive salon and she finally got in and then everything went wrong. But it's not the salon's fault. It was her fault because she didn't speak up. But now she's going to speak up. And America needs to speak up. You know, use your voice. Speak up, America, because you're beautiful. And then she gets, like, applause and a standing ovation. Whereas I feel like if it were real Washington, she'd get ten seconds of silence and then get the fuck out. Your bill is denied. So Kill all the dogs. I mean, okay, so the bill goes through, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, yeah, happy ending. The dogs get free. Bruiser goes to the wedding. Or Bruiser's mom goes to the wedding... Uh, she's adopted by Bob Newhart's character. Oh, wait, I do kind of remember that. Yeah, see, this is the kind of movie we're dealing with, where you fell asleep. You you know a movie is going poorly when you fall asleep during it, and then the next day I ask, do you want to finish it? Do you want me to rewind? And you go, no. (laughs) Just tell me the end. Yeah, just tell me what happened. And then uh, her and Luke Wilson are driving away, and he's asking, so where are we going to live? And then they drive by the White House, and she looks directly at the camera and winks. Credits. I don't even remember that remotely. Yes, that is the last shot of the movie. Like, I mean, from my first viewing, because I did see this at least once before, sadly. I'm still pretty sure it was my first time. Uh, And now Legally Blonde 3 is coming. It has been confirmed as being written by uh, Mindy Kaling. So is she going to be, like, running for president? I mean, it's been 20 years by the time that movie comes out, probably, so... It's possible. It's certainly possible. Maybe? I don't know. That's certainly what they set up at the end of the second one. Yeah. So I, I have, you know, it's Mindy Kaling and um, I forget the other guy's name, but he has a decent pedigree too. So hopefully the two of them can knock out. I mean, you're following Legally Blonde too. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the work's done for you. No one is <laughs> going into. Okay. Yeah. No one's going to go into this going, oh, well, you really knocked it out of the park with that, that last one. I mean, again, Reese Witherspoon is very good in the role. She's very charming. She's, it's a fun character to watch but oh my god there's this is only a certain amount of bubbliness i can take in my movies i think and the second one just ugh. that one needed a little more a little more time in the writer's room as soon as someone pitched like what if it was about this and then threw those ideas out someone should have said okay well let's 
put that in the maybe pile and keep you know keep talking about it maybe they did i don't know but you said on on the commentary no commentary well at least it seemed like they had fun making it well that's all they talk about yeah is how much fun they had making it and you can tell i'm sure it was a lot of fun to work on everyone seems like they're having a good time but oh god and i completely forgot one again a 2003 and era joke for sure is a punchline to one scene is that a trans woman has a deep voice yeah. It's all she calls in all of the sorority sisters. Oh God, no! There's so much we haven't talked about. Still, I keep remembering. We don't need to talk about it. We, there's two more things I need to address. One is that stupid punchline where it's a bunch of sorority sisters making calls, and it's, it's like going along the line as each of them picks up a phone and goes, like, "Hello, Regina. It's Stacy. Hi, Jill. This is so." And then at the end, it's a trans woman is like. Hello, this is so and so. It's like ah, because it used to be a man. Because a man is a deep fucking come on. Do, well, be- do better, legally born too. They're inclusive. It does, but it definitely is. The punchline is of that is laugh at the yeah the trans woman with her deep voice. Uh, the other thing we didn't mention is again showing that L is perhaps not succeeding so much on skill as sheer happenstance there are two people very key to her moving this bill forward one of them laughs her out of the court right away as she should get this nonsense out of my court she says only what happens what did we discover about that that stuck up old woman senator oh she goes to the oh she's a delta she was a delta new because L stalks her to this beauty salon and then sees that for some reason the senator happens to be wearing her shoddy looking yeah, Delta yeah. New oh ring. Oh gosh, it's a piece of friggin' plastic. Yeah, a senator would really wear that. And it looks like you would get it from like a Kinder Egg or something. Yes, but she's still wearing it as a esteemed high up in Washington. Yeah. Or maybe she doesn't wear it, you know, when she's in Congress, but when she's out in the world, you never know, just in case. So they bond over that. They do a stupid dance, which apparently, according to the behind-the-scenes bonus features, was originally too sexy. It was too sexy, and they had to tone yeah. that dance down. Yes, it was too oh sexy. Too sexy, legally blonde too. And then the other person she needs, I forget, they meet in a park because yeah. I think he needs a dog poop bag. Yeah. And then Bruiser and his male dog try and get it on. And oh, it's be- okay. They both go to the same doggy spa. Or yeah, something. and then they find out their dogs are gay for each other. Yeah. So she just happens to fall into that situation as well. Like, yeah. oh, as luck would have it, our dogs connected, and hey, I have this this bill you might want to help me with. So again, same as the first movie. Well, I mean, it's implying that she's using her charming personality and her like beauty salon know-how um know-how she shows up at the beauty salon and gets well, lucky ex- well she knew where to go that doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> that's just knowing her appointment and where she was going i can do that but no knowing that she even had one i, I know I, there was something that's not about her beauty knowledge i could i disagree 
No, there was something about like, oh, because of this, because of that, I know that she would go to a beauty salon and they like um, pinpoint where maybe she would go and they go. Okay, you're right. They do. Okay, yes, you are right. I remember that now. They say, oh, she does this and there's only this many places that give that kind of treatment because she colors her hair, I think. Yes, 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 yes. And they figure out what coloring it is and okay, fine, fine. So maybe the third movie is she's just a P.I., yeah, a okay, beautician P.I. There you go. I'd watch that. I'll watch the third. I really didn't like the second one. The first is charming enough. There's nothing in it to really get upset about. Yeah, the second one really feels like they just did it because they had to do yeah. it. The first one made money and people liked it. People did not like the second one, but it still made money. So, yeah, the second one is just, there's just nothing there. It's just, like, the first one, some jokes land, and it's got an overall charm to it, but the second is just obnoxious. Yeah. It's just like it's, it's like Mannequin. It's like it's so dialed up that everyone's just screaming at you, and they're so concerned you won't get the jokes. It's not enough that the girl from 24 has to express that she has a crush on her coworker. She has to tackle him to the ground to make out with him. That's the kind of movie we're dealing with. That's the subtlety of the humor here. Ah, the trans woman has a deep voice, and Bob Newhart said for shizzle. Comedy. Fuck. What's something you're currently enjoying? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't think I get to enjoy anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> my whole day is kids, and then I get half an hour of just vegging yeah, <laughs> on the couch, and then we fall asleep to a movie. <laughs> So I don't know. Blippy. That song has been stuck in my head all day. Everybody the go. Shape song. Yeah, everybody oh go God. look up the Blippy Shape song because we've been singing it for three straight days. <laughs> Two straight days. I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. Oh my! There's so many shapes. I'm also kind of currently enjoying Blippy. <laughs> Our oldest fell off Blippy pretty hard. Like I don't know what a year ago maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Around Halloween, because I think I remember the Blippy Halloween song being on around Halloween and thinking, oh, it's actually kind of relevant. But then she didn't want to watch Blippy for a long time. And now he's, he's back. And in terms of YouTube for kids content, at least he's got a lot of it. And yeah. at least the songs are catchy. Yeah, you learn a lot of stuff. Well, I don't. <laughs> you... I'd like to think I knew most of it. While I was feeding our youngest, I left Blippi on, and I may have gotten distracted by what was on TV. What was he teaching you about? <laughs> um, he was at a children's museum. I don't remember actually what he was teaching, but it was interesting. All right. So. Oh no! Wait, no, he wasn't. He was um, he was on a, a water ski, jet ski. What do you call those things? Do you mean a jet ski? If so, it's called a jet ski. Okay, well that. He was on one of those. And I don't think we'd ever seen that one before. And it was kind of cool. So yeah. I kept on watching. Yeah. Yeah, Blippi's alright. That might be what I'm enjoying too. (laughs) It's all the same stuff. Because we just recorded Mannequin. So again, it's the same thing. A problem I have every week. Uh, I finished that Sundown Motel book I recommended last week. It stuck the landing, I think, for the most part. So if you're looking for a good summer read, I would check out the Sundown Motel. Uh, we're not really watching any... Oh, we forgot to mention Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. That was a super good movie that we had never seen before. So I'll, I'll throw a mention out there for that. And I guess the vinegar, the vinegar syndrome folks. What? 
I'm currently enjoying waiting for my vinegar syndrome. It's exactly. It's like order. there's no positive there. Well, unless it shipped. Did it? Oh, you just always just complain about how it didn't ship. It hasn't how shipped my yet. Stuff hasn't come yet. How no. everybody else is getting it. Everyone else me, is blah, getting blah, it. Blah, blah, blah. You'll be fine. You've got so many other things to watch. Book just, outlet just emailed me to say they have a new one of those elbow grease books. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, that's our show. Stay tuned for I Think Die Hard, uh, episode 100. Getting closer. <laughs> closer and closer. Uh, thank you to wife. You're welcome. For you owe me. me. Yeah. You owe me. Uh, I want a foot massage. I don't think I do. Foot massage. For reasons I won't disclose here. I'm currently enjoying foot massage. You're not. <laughs> that won't be true later either. Um, I don't. I'm going to... Yep. So for all those things nostalgic, I also do and sit like this.